welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so happy you're with us today. I will never forget the afternoon when I first met today's guests. Of course, at the time, it looked like just one guest and a rather nervous one uh, to boot. I didn't realize at the time this was the start of a great adventure for us all. It was back in the spring of 2011, and that spring, after The Fun of Dying first was published, I was attending my very first afterlife conference. I had only just met Craig Hogan, and I was not even thinking about ever doing this podcast or even doing any sort of work in this field. It was all years in the future for me. I was kind of getting my feet wet. I was attending one of Terry Daniels' first afterlife conferences. It was cocktail hour. It was just before dinner, and in walked this very nervous-looking woman. She sat down next to me. I think my spirit guide, whom I didn't yet even know, had invited Mikey to join us. And the rest, as they say, is history. That was when I met the sweet and wonderful Carol Morgan. At first, I didn't believe her story, but she's told me her son, who had just died three and a half years before, has been been telling her he was a sixth-level being. This woman didn't even know what a sixth-level being was. But you don't tell a grieving woman that she's completely out to lunch. Uh, So I was polite. I went back to her room with her and I think was four mothers maybe went with us. And it was amazing to watch Carol Morgan come alive. She was bringing through messages by pendulum to those four mothers who were with us. And one by one, she brought them to tears. And sixth level or not, Mikey was a 20-year-old boy. He said to one mother, remember this, Carol? He said, hey, your daughter's really cute. And Yes, there, I remember that. You remember that? Oh, he was so funny. Carol was talking to her son and her son. I didn't even, I thought, frankly, I thought the pendulums were dangerous at the time, but this one was not dangerous in Carol's hands. And there was Mikey Morgan and Mikey was genuinely exactly, exactly who he claimed to be. I have tested him in in the, all the years since I had tested him six ways to Sunday. I was a skeptic of all skeptics, but Mikey is exactly who he claims to me. Mikey is a genuine article. Mikey is a beautiful being in Carol. And Mikey, for the 17th time, welcome. I'm so glad you're here with us again. It was a joy to meet you that day. It has been such a joy and a treasure to know you ever since. Welcome to Seek Reality. Thanks, Roberta. We always enjoy being on this podcast with you. We've had questions, of course, come in since then. We've had uh, a lot of questions come from listeners. And if you're listening today and you're thinking, hey, I want to be on enough action, send us some questions because we always love answering these questions and they don't, Mikey is eager to actually answer questions almost live at this point and he could do it. But Carol is fastidious. 
She answers the questions by pendulum. She gets the answers in her mind at this point, but she's fussy enough that she won't answer them live. So um, tell us how this, tell us briefly a little bit of the history and, and then, and then um, we'll, we'll talk about what the process is here, but tell us a little bit of history, not too much because we want to spend a lot of time on questions. After Mikey's accident, he was very good at giving signs and uh, dreams to myself and other loved ones and well, family and friends and his communication ability was very apparent. And I just knew in my heart, it was him and he was letting us know that he was okay. And he wasn't far the next place, the afterlife heaven wasn't far. And I ended up being picked for an all expenses paid retreat through the dying to live again foundation that was ran by Sally Baldwin, who was a spiritual medium. She has since transitioned herself, but she ran this retreat and she picked uh, seven moms out of the United States. She recruited through uh, the Compassionate Friends Grief Group and other grief groups. And I was picked. And when I got there uh, and I, uh, I was afraid, of course, with this whole thing. But when I got there, she told me that I had this ability to communicate with my son and she would show me how. And I told her she was crazy. I said, there's no way I can communicate with him. <laughs> right. And she says, oh, yes, you can. And, and um, I can. And I left there totally changed. Um, I am forever grateful to her for what she has done for me and for everybody else. because. Um, Mikey's big thing was he wanted to help and teach through the veil. And this was how I learned I had this ability and the stuff he was telling me. I mean, I couldn't make it up if I tried. I was brought up very strict Catholic. And so some of the communication is, well, you know, Robert, I'd say, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what this yes. means. And as I answered questions on afterlife forums and was on a few little radio podcasts and stuff about signs and dreams and communication, it just grew from there. And then of course, that's how the book came to be flying high in spirit that's out on Amazon. And so it's, it's kind of a crazy story, but I couldn't make it up. And I, if I tried, but I know it's real and I know what I'm hearing is real. And I use the pendulum. I practice my skills a lot, especially in the beginning. And then it went to more telepathic. I mean, I hear his voice in my head, but I really always confirm with the pendulum what I'm hearing, especially when it comes to specifics uh, with these questions and that type of thing. At this point, I tell the story very quickly. I'm very excited whenever you come on. I love, love all of this. But I have to say, Mikey planned it all. Mikey planned it that day. He brought you right to me because he knew, he, because there's no time where they are. He knew my future. He knew your future. He and Thomas, my guide, worked all of this out. Of course, they knew what was going to happen. They knew what was going to happen in my life. They knew what was going to happen in yours. The whole Sally Baldwin, whatever, uh, uh, the, the, the foundation that she had, they, this is all rigged. They, they knew what was going to happen. I was very skeptical in the beginning. I, and, and I would say people who are saying, oh, I'm going to go and get a pendulum. That's a great idea. 
don't do this at home. Pendulums bring in a lot of strange, scary people. And in fact, when you tried it once without making sure you were going to talk to Mikey, you brought in a scary person too, right? Tell that story. That's correct. So I use a pendulum that, and I, and Sally Baldwin gave me a letter number disc that's small and, and has colors. And normally I always call for Mikey. I ask for God's protection. I envision myself in love and light. I mean, I kind of go through a ritual every single time I pick that thing up. And then I'll ask him some questions that only I would know the answer to or whatever. Well, one time in the beginning, early on, when I was first practicing with this, I picked the pendulum up and it started to move and I didn't call for Mikey and go through my normal ritual. And I got an issy message. I mean, and I, it scared me terribly. I dropped the pendulum and I said, Mikey, this isn't you. Well, then, um, he basically scolded me when I, then I called for him. I went through my ritual and he said, mom, he said, you must, he said, the spiritual world is huge and you really need to be careful. I mean, and I can't stress this enough when using a pendulum. I mean, I go through a ritual and I have this down pretty well. And you really want to be careful because there is a lot of stuff out there that can be drawn in. And if you're at all fearful, Fear is a negative emotion, and that can draw in negative energy. And so you really need to be careful. You really need to um, ask for protection and do things carefully and properly for it to be, I guess, successful. But now Mikey and I have such a relationship, and I do hear him in my head. But, you know, I still use the pendulum. I mean, it's, it's fascinating to watch for me. So I still really do like is. to use it. It really is. And at seekreality.com, there is a video of Carol using a pendulum with Mikey, which is, I think, fascinating to see. But just don't do this at home. It's really better to avoid Ouija boards, pendulums, all of this stuff, just because, as Mikey says, I mean, this is a, it's like the wild, wild west magnified. Uh, and you, you can bring in a lot of scary entities. And there are cases where people have had to abandon their own homes because they filled them with really bad, bad entities. And you, it's almost impossible to get rid of them once they take up residence. So, you know, everyone is warned. But Mikey decided, Mikey, a genuine six-level entity, decided that he wanted to help us by answering questions. You want to know what's going on? Uh, send send an email to me at, at uh, robertagrimes.com uh, just through the green contact block. Just ask a question of Mikey. And the next time he comes on and they come on, I guess you, we're doing it three or four times a year at this point, Carol, right? And and uh, I think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're trying to anyway. I'm trying to make sure we do that. And and uh, and he, Mikey will answer your question, whatever it is. He's answered some very interesting questions. If you go back and look in our, in our history and uh, he will answer those questions and answer them very frankly. And I, I have never seen him answer in all the hundreds and hundreds of questions he's answered. He's never made a mistake. He knows much more than I do at this point. Uh, I have to admit, and I, I hate to admit that. I hate to have somebody know more than I do on this topic, but Mikey surely does. And so uh, with no with no further ado, um, I'm going to start asking these questions, which 
are not extemporaneous. These are questions people have called in or rather have uh, have have sent in. And, and we've asked Mikey and Mikey has answered these questions very thoughtfully. So this is one which uh, I puzzled over too. If there's a, a tragic accident and the parents and children all pass at the same time, how is this different from when only the children pass during an accident? What happens when the parents and the children all pass together? So Mikey tells me that when a whole, let's say a whole family is in a car accident and everybody is killed in that accident, they all transition together and they are together. So Mikey says it's, it's so important for us to understand that we have nothing to fear when we transition. There's always loving guidance there. And so when something like this happens, there's confusion, just like when Mikey passed with his accident. I mean, initially he had some confusion. He couldn't figure out, you know, hey, I'm okay, yes. but why is this going on? What I'm seeing, you know? Uh -huh. um, and as he transitioned, you know, he was greeted with loved ones from our soul group and guides and that type of thing. So that is the same when it's the whole family together. He says they stay together as they transition and meet with their loved ones and guides because that's comforting for those children. They're with their parents, you know, and we want, they, Mikey says in the afterlife, they want as little, you know, confusion and fear as possible. And of course the fear dissipates very quickly. But when it's just a child that transitions, so let's say a child gets killed in a type of an accident without the parents, okay, that child, Mikey says, those children are treated like royalty. These kids transition with incredible love and guidance from previous loved ones, their guides, and they are brought to a special um aspect of the afterlife that is just very comforting for a child. So it, Mikey will describe it, and I know he goes into detail on this uh, with his book, but it's so, it's what a child would really love, you know, it's um, storybook-like. Mikey says it's yes. just, you know, whether it's young animals and, and uh beautiful flowers and things that children love and enjoy here is there. And Mikey says, this is a place where Jesus visits. Okay. And so, yes, Jesus does come to the children. And Mikey says, it's just an incredible place where these children are very lovingly cared for and worked with to get them to, to reach a comfort level with this transition, because of course, for a child, they're in that child mentality when they leave this earthly dimension. And so Mikey says for them to be comfortable in their transition there, that has to be carried through and acknowledged that that's the level they're at here so that that transition is comfortable for them when they go to the afterlife, if that makes sense. But he says, it's just a beautiful, glorious place. And there's special um, souls that are, that like to, I would say, I don't know if the word is work there, but Mikey says that's kind of their um, expertise is to be in this area of the afterlife to assist these souls to adjust. 
Yeah, exactly. So it is different when they go separate versus with their parents. One of the questions so when they're with their Yes, the children grow up there um, in these children's villages. It doesn't take as long as it takes for them to grow up here. It typically takes, I think, um, and this is something I've I've known um, uh, also, and I think we've asked Mikey this question too. It takes around eight to 10 earth years. It takes not as long as it takes here, um, but it's up to the kids. They can grow up for as long as... Because there's no time there. It's really up to the children for how long they want to spend growing up. It's a, it's a beautiful, they, they, they are royalty. The, the, the word he, he just used, that's the word that they would use too. It's beautiful there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a matter of getting them to gradually transition to understand. And so, you know, so Mikey says it's a process, you know, because they are of the, when they leave here, they're children. You know, and so it is, it's different. And they, they do not want the children to be fearful at all. So they, by this setting, Mikey says, there's just such loving comfort there that it's, it's a, just a wonderful place. It's supposed to be just a wonderful part of the afterlife. Um, I, I, I'd like to, I hope that you won't mind, Carol, if I tell you about something that happened as I was um, just waking up about a week ago, um, I was given a vision um, by my guide. They, nothing political. We don't ever talk about anything political. And this is not political either. But there are children's villages where those where babies who are miscarried grow up. Um, they they start, you know, uh, it, it, if they're miscarried when they're you know a clump of cells they still grow up in the afterlife if they're aborted as a clump of cells they still grow up in the afterlife and um they they clearly have a political position which i don't have and uh, my my uh, spirit guide many people people who follow my blog know that i have been having uh, visions as uh, quite remarkably and the one that I had a week ago, uh, my my guide, who has a, clearly got a political position, um, showed me uh, Jesus sitting on a stool um, in one of the children's villages. And there were, I don't know, a half dozen or eight toddlers crawling all over him. <laughs> and Thomas said to me, these are all aborted fetuses they were probably I don't know two years old crawling all over him and Thomas said these are all aborted babies tell them that and that's all I'm going to say so let's go on yeah. to the next <laughs> I think I, I think so, Mikey may have an opinion about that he may not but that's Thomas's opinion well Mikey has always said that we respect life. <laughs> so if with an, abo- I think we've talked about this on a different podcast too. So we probably did, but that's with, Thomas's with, with, a, with a, a baby that's aborted. I mean, the mom has taken on the decision to end that soul's planned life. Mm-hmm. And so these souls, Mikey says, before we come here, I mean, it's a lot of work 
when we prepare to come here, there's a lot of work put into it. So Mikey says, you know, when we return to the afterlife, so let's say the mother then returns, you know, years later, of course, and, you know, you, you can meet these souls in the mom probably feels much worse than the, 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 the soul that was aborted because they realize, oh my gosh, what, what they have done, right? They ended the soul's hard work journey. But Mikey says, you know, the souls forgive. So those aborted souls will forgive, of course. And, you know, it's about love and forgiveness, but it's us that return that have chosen that, you know, as a means of ending, you know, this soul's life um, that struggle the most. So Mikey says, you know, we may make uh, an individual may make that choice here, but when they return to the afterlife, it may be a little bit tougher for them to accept what they did. You know what I'm saying? So they, they will need a lot of guidance and, and can struggle with that decision that they have made to do that because they realize what they have really done. You know what I'm saying? They will meet, they will meet those young adults who will, who will hug them yeah. and love them and call them mom. That's what's going to happen. Those, those toddlers that, that Jesus was allowing to crawl all. And what a beautiful scene that was. I have to say it was, it looked like morning and all those little children were crawling all over Jesus who was loving every moment of it. What a beautiful scene, but they're going to grow up there and they're going to call that the, their, their mother's mom. And you're right. right. And Mike does to forgive say, themselves then. <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord. He will say, Mikey does say that uh, with miscarried or aborted babies, they generally adjust quicker than a child that maybe passes here when they're like three to five years old or whatever, because Mikey said they haven't accommodate, they haven't become accommodated to this dimension. So they adjust better or quicker um, even though there's no concept of time. I mean, I can't wrap my head around that yet. But anyway, um, they do adjust quicker because they haven't had that introduction to this dimension again because they weren't born, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, the, the kids were happy. <laughs> they, they were happy to be there. They were loving Jesus too. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But Thomas wanted me to make that point. So I hope you don't mind that I did. I hope Mikey doesn't mind. Nope, that's fine. Yep, that's fine. <laughs> okay, so so we go on. Um, all right. Why is it that when we return here or reincarnate, we forget our previous life experiences, Mikey, and what we've learned before? We don't really forget what we learned before, though, do we, Mikey? We 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 just forget we, so, the, the previous lives. We, yeah. We, right, we forget the previous lives, but as we know, there are many bleed throughs that can happen with previous lives when we come here. I mean, those, those influences bleed through and can show up in our next lifetime. So first of all, Mikey will say, well, you know, you don't go into a classroom knowing all the curriculum before you take your class and your test. Okay. So he tries to use like a school analogy with this, you know, so we do still have the knowledge, but it's more, I mean, you know, he talks about our higher self and that knowledge is more, you know, with our higher self that resides 
in the afterlife when we're here. And Mikey, of course, describes that as our suitcase of knowledge that we've gained through all our experiences that we've had in this dimension or other dimensions and in the afterlife. So, but he says, when we come here and not recall some of these past lives, that makes it so that, you know, we're kind of on a clear, clean slate where we again make choices of the experiences that were thrown here and how do we handle them? And obviously, you know, you hear the term of people, they'll say, oh, that person's an old soul because boy, they're wise with certain things. So Mikey says, you know, what that is, is that wisdom has come from previous experiences and lives that they've had in this dimension. So Yes, that knowledge does come through. It's not like we forget everything, but we do forget, you know, some of our, absolutely our previous lives. Now, you know, Mikey will say that certainly some anxieties or paranoias can come from previous life experiences. So then we're thrown into a situation in the life, the current life we're in, and then we experience this incident where it's like it brings back we get anxious because we've experienced before experienced it before and that's the reaction that we have and sometimes these things can bleed through and so it's how we react to the experiences we're thrown ultimately to affects you know our spiritual growth and that's why we're here in the first place and he does say that there's these and I know there's these past life regression therapists that can actually help people if they're trying to overcome certain things from that bleed through from previous lives. I mean, certain anxieties and stuff can be, Mikey says, can be helped tremendously through past life regression therapy, you know, through hypnosis and whatever, if you can, you know, work through these things that are underlying that give us trouble when we're here. So, Things that happen in previous lives does come through for sure. You know, it can come through. It can bleed through because this is, you know, the dimension where we've experienced these certain things, you know, before, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so, well, what, what causes that? Is it something reminds us of a previous life is. Yep. That can give us anxiety. So it can bring, you know, like, Oh, if you have, so they'll say people in combat. Okay. So I'll use this example. And I think there, I think there actually, there's, I think there might even be a book about uh, past life with children and stuff. Well, they'll talk about where let's say, okay, let's say you're in a war and you have all this violence and anxiety you know, you're in a war and you're in a plane and you're over the ocean and you see this swirly water or whatever. And, you know, in the, in the wartime, maybe you crashed into the ocean. Okay. With the fighter plane, let's say. So now let's say you're in this lifetime and you're flying on a trip on a vacation and you're flying over the ocean and you look out the airplane window and you see swirly like the swirly water or whatever. And that can trigger that emotion that you felt from that previous life. And you can have a feeling of anxiety. And so Mikey says certain visual things can, can absolutely trigger the emotion 
that was associated with that same visual that you had in a previous life. Does that oh, make sense? Oh. Do you see what I'm saying? Yep. So that whether you have fear of heights or fear of, you know, these paranoias and anxieties, that can be triggered visually from something you experienced that scared you or terrified you in a previous life. So then you get that anxious feeling, you'll get an anxious feeling. And so Mikey says, sometimes you have to literally work through that, you know, through therapy or whatever to get that to go away. And so so he says some of these anxieties and paranoias can come Certainly anxieties can come from previous life experiences because it triggers that emotion uh, when you okay. see it again. Yep. You know what I mean? So Matt, he has talked to me about that because I've asked that. Someone asked huh. that question, I think, on afterlife forums once. Huh. Fascinating. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a bleed through. I mean, it can be a bleed through. And that's the same with deja vu's. You know, people can go on a vacation and they'll say, huh, I've been here before, but I know I haven't been here before. Well, you might have been there before. (laughs) Or it's in a similar place. Maybe it's not the same place, but it reminds you of a place. It reminds you of a place. So people will say, boy, I, you know, you hear a lot of this deja vu and Mikey says that can be a bleed through from a previous life. It's a recall from a previous life of that vision of what you're seeing, you know? So, um, but he talks about deja vus and I mean, that's, you know, that's can be a bleed, a bleed through. And then anxieties can be too. They can be triggered from an experience from a previous life. Fascinating. And someone who helps with that, again, a little plug for my friend, Peter Wright, but he really has helped people. I have heard of all the people I've ever interviewed in almost 10 years, Peter has helped more people. I, I, I hear from people all the time that he has helped with, with these, these past life or, or, or deja vu kinds of issues. He's, he's quite remarkable. He's very good at that. Huh. Okay. Now Mikey well, says it's a real it's a real concept and that's it's a real where issue. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. And it's from a previous it's from a past life that that's what can trigger this. Yeah, um because strange. we recall we can recall it, see? Um a similar, you know, situation that can give us that feeling or that emotion. So it's interesting. I mean, but it, you know, it it explains a lot of things if people um, believe in more than one life here. You know, it explains yeah. a lot of things in life, actually, if, if you believe that you come here more than once, because I will Which certainly say I mean, life is... No, re- there's no question oh, yes. that we, that we, we mean, do have oh. many lives. Um, I, right. I developed a, a fear of stepping off a high place when, when I was in my uh, sort of mid to late teens. And w- then when I learned about the possibility that we have previous lives... I, I started remembering um, this lifetime of being a Native American kid who believed he could um, fly. And I started having these flashes of, of, I think it was a religious thing, you know, being so pure that I could, I could fly. And 
and, and stepping off a high place. And as soon as I started having this concrete memory, I, I began to get over this fear of stepping off a high place. It was very weird. Um, it was a, it was because I, I had been this Native American kid who actually tried it. And, and, and obviously it didn't work. And that was the end of that lifetime. Um, but that that's the kind of thing which we have to we it we often need help with that and and, um, right. and that's what the, that's the kind of thing that, that Peter does. He's good. He's very good at it. It explains so many things. I mean, it really explains a lot of things in life if you think about it. I mean, it really does. Yes. These yes. these influences from pre- his life. So. It, it's interesting, and it actually makes a lot of sense, you know. I mean, if this is a one-time shot, life's pretty unfair, you know. That's right. So. Yeah, who's dealing these cards, and when do we get a redeal? But if we have right. more than one life, then there's a lot of shuffling that's going to go on, which is a good thing. That's right. Right. Oh, That's right. Anyway, all right, here's a, here's one I've been looking forward to getting to. I'm waiting to hear what he says about this. Are there more civilizations like the Earth has in this dimension? No. So he'll say no to this dimension, but yes to other dimensions. So Ooh, okay, Mikey, uh, I want to hear about this. All right. Are there he, there are he, no more civilizations like the Earth in well, this not dimension? Like ours, not like Right, not like the Earth in this dimension, but he says in other dimensions, yes. Now there's, you know, of course he talks about infinite dimensions, but he the he's directing that question at civilizations like here on Earth. Again, he says Earth is truly probably, in his opinion, the toughest one of the toughest schools or places that we come. For spiritual growth, he says this. He, this I, may I just interject? He is not the only one to say this. This seems to be a universal opinion. Okay, go ahead. I, I love hearing this. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. He says this is just this is really hard here. It's tough here, and so if, if is there anything else like this in this dimension? No, but he says in other dimensions, yes, and so this too is where you know. You, and we've talked about this before, but, you know, interdimensional travelers, you know, so we're going to say extraterrestrials or ETs or whatever you want to say, where something appears and then it vanishes out of our vision. It's when that, when their vibration, of course, resonates and matches with this dimension, then you can see them. But then when they, you know, change their vibration, you can no longer see them. Yes. Um, Mikey says it, we and that's even how visions are that we see of loved ones. If they can resonate close enough to this dimension, then you can see them. So it's all energy. Again, everything is energy. And so these dimensions can be very close together in vibration, but yet they're different. And so Mikey says we need to remember that. And understand that concept because here in this dimension, I mean, the earth is the biggie here. This is yeah. the hard civilization here. This, this is really tough business. And so he says the drive to come here is immense because it's such great potential for spiritual growth for us. 
Yes. To come here. And so, but is there anything else like this in this same dimension? He tells me no. But he also says in other dimensions, yes, there's other civilizations and other places we go for spiritual growth where we take on a shell, uh, not necessarily an earthly shell like what we have that appears now to us here. But he says Earth is still, he still considers Earth by far the the toughest place to come. (laughs) Weren't we dumb? Stop and think about this for a minute. What were we ever thinking? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it's really, I mean, we, as we all know, I mean, this is one complicated, tough place. Well, we at least should be taking it more seriously. I really do believe that. Um, I mean, I mean, the more I think about it, the more I think we, we really ought to be taking more seriously the fact that there is so much more here for us to learn and grow from. And we tend to really try to just scale along the surface that we possibly can, rather than really digging deep and taking it much more seriously, because there is so much potential for growth here that we are just, we are not taking it sufficiently seriously. I don't think people know, well, you know, people are, uh, I just, sometimes I think people, you get, well, that's what makes it so hard here is you get wound up in society rules, uh, ego, materialism, uh, and that's the heart. Mikey says, that's why this is so hard here is because you get caught up in all this, you know, and um, it's hard. It's hard to not get sucked into that and you know, look at the big picture, but there's so many messages out there. You know, I see people walking around with, you know, t-shirts. In fact, there was a gal walking by me the other day where she had a t-shirt on that says, be kind. Okay. That's all her t-shirt said was be kind. Well, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. You know, I mean, think about if people were just kind, how far that takes you in spiritual progression, if that's to the best of your ability, you're nice. I mean, it. T- Mikey says, being nice takes you a long way. <laughs> right. Or love. Um, Just thinking about loving first. And, and, and that, you know, we, we had that message 2,000 years ago, and then they wrapped it in all of these dogmas. Where has that taken us after all this time? I mean, there is, there is Jesus that, that in a nutshell, I've thought about that vision ever since there is Jesus loving all those children whose mothers threw them away. (laughs) Right. So it's, yeah. I mean, what can, what do you, what can you say? I I don't know. I mean, obviously my, my, my Thomas was enraged by that. I mean, of course he gets enraged. Jesus doesn't, he just loves. And anything with love as the basis is positive. And so Again, you know, Mikey always says, everything is energy. Everything. Our, a pencil is energy. A desk is energy. Yeah. Everything is energy. And so, you know, um, if you're positive in your way as much, and obviously we're human and we have downfalls and stuff, but if you can be loving and positive in your way, it's just, it's huge, you know, to do it at right. the best of your ability. Um, it's a big deal. 
I mean, it, it helps you significantly on the spiritual aspect of things. And so, you know, Mikey always says the higher your vibration, the more loving and I mean, the more elaborate your reality is when you return to the afterlife. And so um, it's something to think about. I mean, it definitely is something to think about for sure. Has he had thoughts about his experience on, 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 on earth? I mean, you know, he, he was here from 87 to 07. So, right. so he has been, and, and I, I just want to put in a little plug for his book. Um, I, I, because I, mean, I studied the afterlife for 50 years. I think that in, in some ways, his book, Flying High in Spirit, A Young Snowboarder's Account of His Ride Through Heaven. Does he snow, still snowboard, by the way? Oh, he always says he still does. I don't think he'll ever give that up. <laughs> you know, he, he, excuse me, he does, um, you know, he says he gets together with loved ones and even will play baseball and stuff. I mean, he does, he still likes to do earthly fun things with other souls. I mean, he's still, I mean, Mikey's Mikey. I mean, he, you know, he's all over the place and he says he, he loves that. It's something he really enjoys. And that was something that he never experienced in a previous lifetime here. Snowboarding was a new sport. See, 1600s was the last time he had been here and he still plays with his dogs that he had when he was here. Yes, he still has the dogs. And, you know, um, in fact, I have to say I had such a great dream. It was so real. And I know it was a visitation dream from my last two dogs that were here on earth, Mork and Mindy. And the dream was so awesome. Mikey was not in it, but the (laughs) dogs were in it and so fun. And I was having so much fun with these dogs. And so the next morning I asked Mikey, I said, oh, I had so much fun with Mork and Mindy last night. And I said, that to me was a visitation dream from them. And he said, absolutely, mom, that was, they were letting you know that they're still doing great and they're around and they'll be here when you come. And it was, you know, it just never ends. I mean, those connections, whether it's a loving person that we've had, that we've enjoyed here or our pets. They are there and they'll be there when we return back home to the afterlife. And so the dream was such good validation for me. And Mikey said, oh, yeah, no, that they can give visitation dreams, too. So anyway, those connections just don't end with anything. No, right. And and it's important for people who, who have lost pets to understand that, that every animal you ever have loved, you have formed a permanent connection with that pet, that pet will be there waiting for you. That's one of the things we are most certain of. And it's, it's, it's a wonderful gift to people who love animals. Those, those animals will be waiting for you guaranteed. Those, those, that's a well, permanent connection. And Mikey says, you know, it's our, it's our vibration. It's our loving energy that maintains that connections, you know, that, so, yes. I mean, everything is energy. I mean, that's a very important piece. I mean, that's, Truly what it is, is it's energy. It's our energy that attracts us to each other again when we return. So interesting anyway. It, it, it is. And, and it is fun to think that, that he, he did make these connections when he came here much more recently and that they're, 
that they're permanent connections that he's now made and he's he's enjoying this 20th 21st century life that uh that that he wouldn't have if he hadn't come back for that that brief lifetime i i i love it i really do love it but but so uh, we still do yeah we still do the things we enjoy he's i mean i don't know that he'll ever not do that i don't no, know but no, it really, you know he, it really he loves, that's something he really loves so it it's it is quite wonderful but According to Thomas, and he's sort of my, my, you know, what he, he gives me some inside stories, much more serious person, though, than Mikey, uh, even than Jesus. Um, but but he, he tells me that that what Mikey did by doing that is was such an extraordinary thing. We, we see it as just sort of a light thing. You know, he, he sort of enriched his his eternal life, too. But it was considered such a an extreme sacrifice for him to spend that time, that 20 years on earth, that he raised his status there so much that um, I, I asked him once, I said, um, when, when, when he did that, did, did he raise his status there? And he said, well, all right, I'm looking up now. You, you can't see it, he said, but I'm looking up at the heavens above me and I see a star up there. That is Mikey. That's how much higher well, Mikey's status is now from where it would have been. Um, well, and, Mikey, of course, you know, he doesn't, you know, he never, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a humble bumble. I know I he know is, I, but that's I, I part, of, about, part of the so, reason why his status is so high, because he doesn't think of it as high, but he really has. He doesn't think of it as high, um, you know, and his, you know, he, he had fun here. You know, yes. he told me how much fun he was having. He, I mean, he waited till the last moment as far as when he was needing to leave. He was really having fun here. He told his boss, you know, the night before or whatever, that he was, his life couldn't get any better. He was on top of the world. I mean, he yes. truly was living life to the fullest and enjoying himself. And, you know, he really was a good example to his peers and in a fun accepting way of how he did it. And even the messages he was trying to give out working as a DJ through music was one of his tools that he was using. And he, you know, he was pretty proud of how he had done considering the short time, you know, he was here, but he did it in an accepting way that the college kids liked and, um, and it worked for him, you know, it worked for him. So yeah, he was pleased quite, overall quite, with how he had done. Quite a beautiful soul. And um, it, as I started to say before, his book flying high in spirit is, I think um, one of the best summations there, there is of, of uh, what it's like, especially what it's like to transition. He, he, he died in a car crash um, and he was out of the body when it happened. And went to, when, when, he taught, when he talks about what it was like to go to the afterlife, to, to resume his, his eternal mind, which is what happens very soon after, all of that, um, I think all of that just by itself is worth the price of reading Flying High in Spirit. I urge that book on everyone who's hearing my words it is a terrific book and it's meticulously exactly what mikey wrote um that, that's one of the things carol was 
certain about. She made sure it was exactly word for word what Mikey said. So I, I just urge that book on everyone. And I'm so sorry we have literally, we've, we've used every minute of our time um, for Mikey. So uh, I, I'm so sorry we've come to the end of our time, but we have many more questions in our list that we will talk about again when, when Mikey comes back in the fall. So thank you so much for being here, my dear, and consider yourself hugged. Thanks, Roberta. It was fun being on the show. We'll do this again soon. So as I said again, everyone, we've come to the end of our time. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so happy you were with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began, you never will end. And when you fully get what all of what, what that means, it's going to change everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guest will be the glorious Sandra Champlain. She'll be with us for the 13th time. And oh, do I ever remember when I first met Sandra too. It was in a restaurant just outside Boston and her book, We Don't Die, had just been published. Next week, I'll tell you a little bit about that story. And, and uh, frankly, Sandra is one of the great gifts we all have. She is, I think, going to be the next really great person in this field. And today we've been talking with the beloved mother-son team of Carol and Mikey Morgan. And frankly, if you're a skeptic about Mikey, I'm sorry for you. Mikey is a genuine article. And I just love them both to pieces. Read Flying High in Spirit, and you will never, ever be sorry you did it. That's one of the great books in this field. And now, frankly, I've used all of our time. Just never forget, Seek Reality Online is your one-stop resource for all things afterlife. And Craig Hogan is the great person in this field. He's going to come back, actually, in just another couple of weeks or so. As you know, all my nonfiction books are available to you um, just about everywhere books are sold. If you can't get find them on the shelf, you can order them. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available on webtalkradio.net and of just about anywhere you can find uh, just about anything. <laughs> Oh, Lord, I just love having Carol and Mikey here. He always makes me smile. And meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy. Please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being. And you, most of all, in the whole universe, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.